This is Hindsight 2020, this one for NFL Week 3, and after three weeks of NFL football, uh, your humble host is a broken sports better. I am financially ruined, I am the first one voted off the island, I have been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, I am terrible. I am willing to bet that you could search betting trends your entire life and you would never find one more profitable than you're going to find with this podcast. And it is simple. Whatever I bet on, whatever I put cash money behind, you play the opposite And I'm willing to bet, and this is not just some short spurt, oh, a lucky week here and there. No, no, no. This is long-term consistency without fail. I predict you will win at a 65% clip because I am so awful that I have a 5-10 and record in cash games to start the year, and it is really not a bad start. It's an average start. It's my average, terrible, horrible, why do I do this uh, beginning of the season to gambling. You would be hard-pressed to find anyone who puts in as much time as I do and gets such terrible results, thereby giving me the undisputed title of worst sports better of all time. So it is only due to the strength, the heroics of my partner Mike that our super contest is sitting at 10 and 5. That can't have anything to do with me because 10 and 5 is the record of the person who fades me. Although maybe that's how Mike's doing so well. He does pick my brain every week, knows exactly where I'm heading. Maybe he just goes the opposite way and profits along the way. It's not that, though. Mike's just on fire, and nothing new. Mike does good consistently year after year. You know, the type of record you'd expect from somebody doing a sports betting podcast. But I digress. So this week we went 3-2, and Mike's ultimate decision. Now, last Thursday he was going to go with the Tennessee Titans, but changed his mind and decided he wanted to play the Atlanta Falcons. He liked the Falcons. He liked them statistically. He liked their ability to run the football. His only hesitation was that they were playing back-to-back road games. However, after finding out that Atlanta stayed out on the West Coast after Week 2's Rams game, Mike actually viewed this as a bonus a little team building, a little mini camp in season. You got an 0-2 team that's really played hard and played above expectation in the first couple weeks. A trip like that can really bond the team. And they came out and they played a very motivated game against Seattle. Really just dominated the rushing statistics of the game. So Mike's pick Atlanta. A no-brainer winner. I'll tell you, Mike could have picked whatever he wanted. The Tennessee game was a winner. He liked Green Bay. It was a winner. He liked the Lions. They were a winner. It would have been hard-pressed for him to get anything wrong in his ultimate decision. Now, my ultimate decision was the Bears. 
The only credit I'll give myself here was that I shopped it early and locked it in at Bears minus two and a half. The number fell on three, so it wasn't a push, it was a full win, and we needed that full point in the contest, and frankly, it was one of two wins I had in cash yesterday. A push would have been devastating, even more so, to the financial ruin that I suffered. All that being said, sometimes you win games, and you're just lucky. Houston was the better team yesterday. Davis Mills was the better quarterback. They were tougher on defense. Chicago got a huge interception late, and fortunately their field goal kicker was 3-for-3, allowing them a three-point win, and I gave us a lucky cover. Our chain of custody pick yesterday was the Baltimore Ravens, and again, line shopping here. Where I'll really credit is we didn't know what to do with Thursday night's game. And it was going to be either the Steelers-Browns game or we were going to play the Ravens-Patriots. Now, the sharp in me could only play Pittsburgh plus four and a half. Mike, of course, just leans towards winners. That's why he liked the Browns. But we passed on that game and took the Ravens partly because I thought we might be able to get two and a half with a line that was at the time posted at three. The game did move to two and a half. I was fortunate enough to get some cash on that as well. And our chain of custody wins for the second week in a row. So, sounds good. We're 3-0 and so far. But then we got into our extra picks. And the problem with our extra picks is on Sunday... Mike gives me a call so we can talk about what we're going to put in the contest. Well, the problem is, although Mike had about 45 winners, he decided he also liked a couple of the games that I liked. And there's nothing that can overpower the horrible uh, contest picking skill that I have, that if I even look at a game, it's going to become a loser. I don't care if Billy Walters likes the same side. I can turn it into a loser. I take all the blame for Washington. I know Mike was really strong on that game, but how in the world am I going to take Carson Wentz against Philadelphia after he looked really good in the first two games of the season? That's when Carson Wentz starts to get your hopes up, and oh, what do you know, he turns into a guy that took nine sacks in the game. The Eagles were relentless. This game was never close. Sometimes you got to look at these lines. Yeah, I know it jumped from three to six and a half. The market over speculated on Philly. Well, maybe it was just another home run spot for Philly. We didn't have a chance at all in that game. Took an L on Washington. And lastly, I liked the Arizona Cardinals. Now, every week we do the categories where we pick certain games based on a theme. I knew the Ugly Betty, the game it's hard to take because you're scared to death to bet the side. It's the game nobody wants to touch, and that's why we like it. We, we get bold and we go with those dogs. It jumped off the page for me earlier in the week. It was Indianapolis. 
But no, 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 I was too scared of Indianapolis, so scared that I bet Kansas City. And, and, and for anybody wondering how come every five or six games Patrick Mahomes looks like a first-time quarterback that can barely convert a third down, those are the games that I decide to get on board with Kansas City. Again, check with my picks first before you do anything that might ruin your financial future. Uh, But that should have been the ugly Betty. But because I liked Arizona and I wanted to get my pick in the contest, I promoted it as an ugly Betty so that I didn't have to make it my ultimate decision. I could use the Chicago game and still get two games I felt so strong on. Well, anything I feel strong on just shouldn't be in the contest because my picks are absolutely horrendous. So we kill ourselves with Arizona, but I just gotta say, Cliff Kingsbury is terrible. They're down 11 points with five minutes to go, fourth and three at the 25-yard line, and this dope decides to go for it. His field goal kicker was already two for two on the day. Now, he did finally kick a field goal later on when it was too late to help at all, but he could kick the field goal there and make it a one-score game. But no, just goes for it for really no reason whatsoever. I don't know why these coaches devalue points so much. I know it's only three. I know it comes off the foot of a guy who used to be able to wear one bar on his helmet. But for crying out loud, coaches, sometimes these points are helpful. Regardless, I took an Arizona team that was outmatched by Sean McVay and the Rams And for crying out loud, if I'm a defensive coordinator in the NFL, I'll triple cover Cooper Cup. I'll let Tyler Higbee run open all day and lose, but I'm not losing because Cooper Cup is uncovered on 18 points. Hindsight 2020, we'll see you Thursday.